Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 10th, Mario Day 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Gameonesis, Janet Garcia. What's up? Happy to be here. So psyched that this landed on Mario Day. I don't know if that was like super premeditated, but I was very excited. I got my Mario jacket, my Splatfest. Got your Mario, Mario shirt. shirt. We got Yoshi. The chances of me spilling a lot of things um, while recording this are higher than zero, but I'm willing to take those chances. I'm glad I, I, I'm glad you came prepared because I didn't want, I, I, I came up with the idea last week, right? To show up to this episode wearing my Mario getup. That's right. If you're listening to the audio version, I'm wearing a Mario costume. I got the Mario hat. I got the suspenders. I got all the good stuff right here, right? Me and Mario, you couldn't tell us apart even if you tried. Uh, I can't, I, 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 I made that plan and then I texted you and I was like, hey, do you happen to have anything that's Mario? Because I didn't want to show up and then all of a sudden, it's that awkward thing where like one of us dresses up to the party and the other person is rocking, I don't know, Sonic yeah, like, the Hedgehog I, I wear this even when it's not Mario Day, so I'm like, we're ready That's to go. I got, I got Yoshi here. I got my, uh, I, I get a lot of those uh, stupid order bonuses at when I buy my physical cartridges that no one buys. So I got my water bottle. I got my Mario mug. I got uh, a physical copy of Mario 64. Like, oh my God. This is this is the news. The news That's already happened. Mario's good. This just in. We're uh, we're going to talk about this a lot later in Reader Mail because I put out the question of people uh, to get people to, to submit their Mario memories, which we're going to talk about. Um, but before we get there, what's your history with Mario? Like, where do you where do you stand with Mario? Because it looks like you're a fan at the very least. Yes, uh, I would say I'm just I, w- I would say I'm a fan of Mario. Uh, yeah, I have a really rich history with Mario. They are some of my earliest gaming memories. I think my very earliest gaming memory is probably Yoshi's Island. Uh, on this SNES Junior, but right after that is just like uh, Mario 64. The N64 was our first like big deal console. It was the console that got my brother into gaming and subsequently me into gaming. Uh, the SNES Junior was just because my family didn't want to pay for the N64 yet until they like knew we were real gamers who were going to play the games that they bought. Um, but yeah, I played Super Mario 64 as a kid. I remember that being super challenging because I was like five or four when I started playing games. Um, and some of it was like super scary. And like, I just fell in love with that world. And I've been playing Mario ever since I've played almost all the 3d ones. I did miss galaxy cause I missed the Wii. So you know how that goes. Mm. Um, but everything else I've played, I played a lot of the 2d stuff. Um, I'm that person that just keeps buying the Mario games over and over again. Cause Nintendo doesn't make it easy to not buy them. And I don't care. I happily buy them. Like I'm waiting for more opportunities to buy more. Um, I love some of the more uh, niche stuff too, like six golden coins. Um, I've I've played a lot of them. Not not everything. There's a, a lot of different Mario games, like Super Mario RPG just had its anniversary. I, I haven't gotten to that one yet, but um, I absolutely adore Mario. I think it's just one of the best, if not the best, platforming franchise of all time. And I'm oh, a huge yeah. platformer fan, um, as I'm sure you're aware. The platforming genre is definitely, you know, it's. It's no longer in its heyday, right? That was kind of like a '90s, uh, 2000s. I mean, we're we're still situation. in a great era. Like I, I feel like as as yeah. games have gone, right? Like people have kind of ridden off platformers more and more, understandably because other game genres have kind of come through and really usurped the the hotness that was platformers back in the day. Uh, but like we still have like a lot of incredible platformers coming out, right? Like we can still get the modern Mario games. We had Crash Four come through. Crash and Clank's about to. Crash Four was so good, and I love when stuff like that happens. When and I know we're gonna get into this too with other games that are coming out that 
that are sort of resurging at old genres, right? But um, I love seeing a great platformer step into this space. And it's just so cool how Mario, after all these years, has like held it down. And I think what's really unique about the Mario franchise is that it's always so fresh. I don't even think you can make an argument that Mario has gotten stagnant. Every 3D game feels distinctly different with Galaxy 1 and 2 being like the closest to the same since they are direct sequels. But it's just like each 3D Mario, it's like, what's going to be the new crazy idea that is introduced? And like, I never would have predicted they would have done something like Odyssey with the capture mechanic. And I just think there's so much playfulness and joy in Mario. And I think that's one of the things I really love about it. You know, obviously, we're here, we're, we talk games, we do criticism and all that. But I think... Mario has like a certain joy and purity to it that so few games have. Like Mario's one of the Nintendo games that no one says, oh, that's a kid's game. You know, that, that comic gets thrown around a lot for Nintendo properties. But no one ever says that about Mario. People just love Mario. It's fun. You run, you jump. Um, and it's just all based on that simple premise that the jump feels good. And I just, uh, yeah. it's such a great, great franchise. It's, just a, it's such a pure, pure franchise. Have you gone back to play Galaxy now that it's on Switch? I started it. I haven't gone that far. Um, so mm. far, very weird. It does feel very weird starting it. Um, like, I'm not a big fan of the we're running around the tiny planets. Like, that sort of trips me out. I know it kind of gets away from that as it goes on. Uh, I am enjoying some of the um, general mechanics, though. Like, the little trapeze thing. I'm like, ooh, I like this. So there's, like, these few um, sparks of innovation and fun. And you can kind of see where... What, what's interesting about the, the All-Stars collection coming out too is you really start to... For me, I started to appreciate Odyssey so much more. Um, having come off of Odyssey, I was like, oh, I don't know. There were kind of like too many moons, right? Like it sort of just didn't really feel as special as 64. And while I still sort of stand by that, I'm like, wow, Odyssey really fixed so many problems that are in all the other 3D Mario games um, that it, it really changed my appreciation for that game. But I do hope to go back and finish it. Don't know what I'm going to do for Galaxy 2 have the wii u i guess i could Dude, bust out the wii bust out the wii u up, but no one wants to no one wants to bust out the wii u even when i had my wii u plugged in i didn't want to bust out the wii u fair something about it is uh you know it just doesn't it doesn't warrant going back to but what about you what's your what's your mario history i mean i mario has been there like my whole life right like i, I we're a similar age and so i also grew up with the n64 the n64 was the first console that i personally owned and i was in the perfect uh, scenario to get into Mario because Mario 64 along with Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey for some reason were my those are my uh, first games that I ever owned owned and then I also had friends in the neighborhood like one of my one of my close friends growing up Addison uh, he had an SNES and so I would play Mario 64 me and my three older sisters would play uh, would play through that game and then I would go to Addison's house all the time and I'd play and I'd play uh, Super Mario World and Super Mario 3D All Stars at his place and then uh, later down the line my sisters for some reason i don't know why or how this happened they were always obsessed with uh super mario 3 and so uh, uh years down the line when i was about about like six or seven years old which would have been like 2000 or something like that uh we ended up buying an nes which was very late to buy an nes but they really wanted it so they could play mario 3 because they had such fond memories of mario 3 because they would play that back in the day uh and mario 3 ended up being a game that i truly fell in love with mario 3 is still my t my favorite uh 2d platformer uh and i played that all the time and i know that game like, like the back of my hand but yeah that mario 64 i've talked about on plenty of podcasts i absolutely love mario 64 and i have such fond memories of it and i stand by that that game ages super well like you go back to mario 64 today and it's like wow they really had this thing down in terms of game feel in terms of how the game looks for, for an n64 game for one of the early earliest n64 games that game still looks looks good you know like you look yep. at other n64 games and they look like straight up garbo 
Mario 64 still stands up in that regard, and the level design is so good. And I, I legit, when I when I first started thinking the idea for the Blessing Show, one of the early episode ideas I had in mind, I still might do this episode eventually, was uh, going to be about Mario 64's level design. Because you look at it, and like every single level kind of has this almost puzzle box feeling to it. You know, you you jump into the uh, the first snow level in the game, right? And like the the way in that in which that level level is designed, you can skip to st- certain stars by jumping off a ledge and then coming back around toward the bottom of the level and getting there which has been some of my favorite things about the levels in that game right the way in which you can kind of tackle them uh the way you want to and not have to feel like you're on one path which i think kind of makes 3d mario the fact that you have exploration there and you can kind of experiment and do your own thing uh and so yeah mario's awesome mario odyssey i love like i played uh most of the 3d mario games and i guess i've touched i've at least touched all of them um mario sunshine being the one that i haven't played through because oh, i cannot man. get into sunshine no, I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. You know, I can't be too mad at it. Like, you know, it's funny. People always were like, how could? And then I'm like, I'm not going to pretend to care that much. I didn't make the game. I'm not getting money off this. Like, it, it is what it is. But I, was it the camera? Like, because you can invert so, the controls and stuff now. Like, what's the issue? In the same in the same way that you didn't have a Wii, I didn't have a GameCube growing up. That's when I transitioned. Oh, that tra- man, generation is when I transitioned. You know, you didn't yeah. live with the little... No, drop in the cube. No, I like I had a friend that had a GameCube, but I didn't like I wasn't at their house all the time the way I was hanging out with Addison all the time to play his SNES. Uh and so yeah, I didn't have the like the dun 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 like that whole that whole thing. I kind of skipped that. That's where I, that's when I transitioned to PlayStation and PS2 and living with that console. Um mm. and so coming back to it for 3D All-Stars, I jump into uh Super Mario Sunshine and just the controls and how it felt and it was missing certain moves that i feel like make 3d mario and the camera and it it doesn't have that same it doesn't have that same game feel i don't i mean i didn't play enough of it to necessarily go off on it i but for the probably like an hour or so that i played of it i was like i am not having fun i can just go back to playing mario 64 right now that's uh, well i mean you put it against mario 64 you put pretty much anything against mario 64 and i'm gonna choose mario 64 but what I love Sunshine as like the awkward child of the 3D family. It, you're right; it does feel different. It's different um, in a, in a way that could be like, could play, be negative. I for, I forget Mario Sunshine doesn't have the the is it the long jump? Is that what it's missing? Because you do the dive I, jump I actually instead. Don't, I think I don't remember offhand what move it's missing. Because like that's not that like when I think of Sunshine, I'm not like oh it's the one missing that weird move because I I played it when I was a kid too. So like I I don't really have that experience of coming in in the modern era, but um what i really love about sunshine is it just feels so different than everything else and i think too in a weird way it's it's interesting seeing the seeds of the design right like sunshine feels in a in an odd way a precursor to odyssey because it has like that that key companion in a way that mm-hmm. cappy was like flood is that and they both have like little names and they're sort of anthropomorphic um i will say my biggest beef with sunshine i have a couple um one of them probably just being the nozzle changes like you probably didn't get the, maybe this far but you have different nozzles for flood mm-hmm. and like different ones different things and they make it so that you have to like go and grab it and it's just kind of a pain and i get that they probably just didn't want you to cheat like fly through the levels you know if you had all of them all the time but uh, i found that to be kind of annoying and there are some um some rough sections but like there are so many amazing moments in that game and it has like those like secret did you get to any of the secret areas where they take flood away and you're no, just I've, I've, on like, your I've seen people play them and stuff. I'm not. You should. Actually, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you should force yourself through at least like a little bit more. Like, maybe like I don't know. If it's five hours too much, four hours. I just feel like a little bit more just to see some of the. I think 
I think you've maybe only seen the negatives of what your perception is of the game rather than mm. like the the shining parts, you know, the shines, if you will, right? If we're being in theme. The, the shines um, of Mario Sunshine, yeah. Yeah, the shines of Mario Sunshine. It, it really it really is a blast. It's very different. It's goofy. It's it has a crazy story with like, you know, Mario getting, it starts with Mario getting arrested. Like you have to play it a little bit more. Um, it's so I, weird, but. It's such a good I, game. We'll talk about Mario some more because okay. we got, again, Reader Mill, it's probably going to be more, uh, more Mario talk. Um, but for now, Janet, I want to talk to you about an Animal Crossing slash Build-A-Bear crossover, a new Ninja Turtles game, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you there is no fcf draft tonight but remember that playoffs start this saturday of course you can tune in right here twitch.tv slash kind of funny games for the shenanigans follow along call the plays have a fun time crack open a cold one with the boys It'll be great. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick at the Nanobiologist, Abrahamson, uh, Blackjack, and Trent Berry. Today we're brought to you by Logitech and HelloFresh, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rope Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one, uh, we're getting a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. This broke this morning and everybody was going crazy about it. Yeah, folks are excited. Uh, I'm going to pull from Michael McWhirter at Polygon, who has a pretty good write-up about it. And Kevin, I have the trailer here if you want to pull that up as I'm reading through. 30 years later, we're finally getting a sequel of sorts to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. On Wednesday, publisher Datamu... I, I'm, I'm going to pronounce it Dotmu. If I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, let me know. Uh, publisher Dotmu and game developer Tribute Games revealed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Described as a, quote, a classically informed side-scrolling beat-em-up directly inspired by classic TMNT games, end quote. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is a four-player co-op beat-em-up in the classic Konami style. Here's the setup. Here's the official setup of the game's story and mechanics. Quote, with Bebop and Rocksteady amassing gizmos to support Krang and Shredder's latest scheme, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge finds the Turtles battling through a breathless tour of iconic teen- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles locations to thwart their nemesis, their nemesis's most diabolical plan yet. Armed with shell-shocking new abilities built on a foundation of classic brawling mechanics, the gang are in for an exhilarating Foot Clan stomping romp leading them through the sewers and bustling boroughs of New York City all the way to Dimension X, end quote. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is being developed by Montreal-based Tribute Games. Since its inception in 2007, publisher Datamu has leaned heavily into classic game, uh, classic game nostalgia with retro remakes and sequels such as Streets of Rage 4, Windjammers 2, and Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. Janet Garcia, have you, are, you, do you, are you into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games at all? Are you excited for this one? Um, I am into them. I am excited. Um, Excited's a strong word. Um, I, I'm interested in it. I definitely will pick it up. Um, I am a pretty big fan of beat-em-ups. Like, I think they 
uh, satiate that part of my lizard brain that craves repetitiveness and just something that's fun that you can zone out to. Um, but that also has like a little bit of depth to them. I think that's what that genre really offers when it's done well. Uh, I've played a lot of like recent ones like Streets of Rage 4. I digged back into Scott Pilgrim, which wasn't as magical as I remember it being, but I still I still had a good time. I got very stuck at the final boss, which I'm still bitter about. Um, but yeah, I think I think this would be interesting. Uh, I think I liked the other game, but I'm not like a TMNT fanatic. Like personally, uh, you know, it's funny we were just talking about Mario and like the, the deep nostalgia, right? But like it, TMNT doesn't do that for me. Like I wasn't like I, I did probably watch the cartoons as a kid, and I did watch like the um, would you call it live action? Like Secret of the Ooze. Like I watched a bunch. Oh, I had that yeah. on VHS. Yeah, you know, Go action. Ninja. You know, you were like Go doing Ninja, the dance, Go. right? Yeah, vanilla yeah, 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 right. Like you know. It, it was it was a fun time. They had the little canister, like what was going to happen. I watched the hell out of that movie, but I don't know. I guess like for me, nostalgia stuff never really gets me super won over. I think just because like it's still, I don't know, pulling on an old thread in a way. Like I always get more excited about like new like ideas. Now, guys, this is a new entry. So I think like this is cool and could be really good, but like. I'm not going to pretend like I'm like a TMNT. Like I've never talked about TMNT before, right? Like I'm not like a fanatic over it. But yeah, I think they've a quality beat them up. And I think those are fun characters and it's a cool world. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to check this out when it drops. Are you excited for this coming off of Streets of Rage 4? Because this is it's, uh, same same publisher, right? And I know people seem to love Streets of Rage 4 when that came out. And it seemed like that game did all the things right. Like, I, when it comes to beat-em-ups nowadays, I have more, I think, nostalgia for beat-em-ups over the actual desire to jump into a beat-em-up, right? Where when i think of my childhood and growing up with beat-em-ups you know i think of double dragon i i i think of uh, tmnt but I, I i i have plenty of friends that know folks love turtles in time i the one i owned was the one on the game boy color i forget the exact name of it but there was a T tmnt game for for uh for game boy that i owned and i played all the time right and i i think of those games fondly from a hey i was a kid and i played this shit all the time and i fucked around it was that kind of brain numbing experience of going through and beating shit up uh but i don't really think of them as the thing where i'm like, yeah, nowadays I want to jump in and, and go through. Um, aside from that thing of I want to go back and kind of revisit that, right? Like, I think I do also think of Scott Pilgrim, which is a game that came out again. And I jumped into a little bit and I was like, okay, I'm glad they brought this back. <laughs> it's not necessarily the best game ever made, right? Like, the, uh, this game definitely has its flaws and it's definitely not the most, <clears throat> like, te technically masterful thing. But it's still fun to go back and revisit shit from uh, 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 from old. And the fact that they're bringing it back means that people get to revisit that uh, that game, revisit those memories, revisit uh, those feelings. Uh, coming off of Streets of Rage 4, are you excited for this just as a video game? Yeah, for sure. Like I, I, like I said before, I have an appreciation for beat-em-ups. I think beat-em-ups definitely are, like, because it's more of a niche genre, you know, it's not like just action adventure or whatever. Um, if you like them, you like them. But if you don't, you kind of just don't. You know, it's it's sort of going to be a stylistic choice thing uh, as far as that. But yeah, I, I was a fan of Streets of Rage 4. I didn't love it as much as some people loved it. Uh, I played it with my brother, though. I do think I do think having another person is key. I will not play these games by myself. Um, one, I, because I think they'd lose part of what I like about them, which is it's a kind of, you know, brain numbing loop that I can play while I'm like next to someone or with someone or talking to someone. Like, I do think that's part of the appeal for me, at least. And two, I'm not that good at them. Uh, for some mm -hmm. reason, my bro I'm, I'm better than my brother at a lot of games now because I am not a child anymore. And also because, you know, of, of our, the nature of our career, we play a lot of games. So eventually you get kind of okay at some of them, right? 
but uh, beat em ups are an exception. For some reason, he's just really good at them. So he, I definitely kind of lean on on his ability a little bit for some of those like harder battles. Um, but I played Streets of Rage four with him. I, I played Scott Pilgrim with him. So I am excited to have like, hey, this is another beat em up that we can play together. Um, one thing that I'd like to see though moving forward with the genre is just maybe a little bit more genre blending. I think uh, I'd like to see beat em ups like those kind of mechanics be drawn to other games. Um, what comes to mind for me is Super Crush KO. I don't know if you're familiar. So people that made Graceful Explosion Machine, Vertex Pop, mm -hmm. they had like this action game that sort of had some of that beat-em-up energy because it was just like wave after wave of enemy, but it, it was still more of an action game than a beat-em-up game. But that kind of scratched a lot of those same itches for me while being a lot more stylistically pleasing and mechanically deep. So I would like to see a little bit more genre blending going forward because I do think all of them are extremely formulaic and it is part of the genre, right? It's going to be left to right. It's going to be a bunch of waves. It'll be, maybe you can throw some stuff. Um, but I'm most interested to see what kind of experimentation is done in here. Like the thing I like about Scott Pilgrim is they have like the leveling system and you can buy the items. They don't introduce that very well, which is one of the criticisms of the game, but stuff like that is like, oh, this sets it apart from the other ones. Um, so I'm interested to see what's going to be that secret sauce that they're going to put in to make this feel distinct amongst the genre that's kind of, you know, very samey. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's a good point. I think that's something that, that would open up that genre to more people is if they, they added more stuff into it. Um, going through Twitter, right? Like people were very excited about this, about this this morning. I think one of the reasons why is because it seems like they're very much trying to stay true to TMNT and what those early arcade arcade games did for people. I'm going to pull from Game Informer because they actually had a really good write-up uh, about the things that they're doing to actually stay true. Uh, and so this is Game Informer right here. Like any TMNT game worth its salt, Shredder's Revenge lets up to four friends team up locally and online, cross-plays to be determined, uh, to, beat up, to beat the tar out of villains like the Foot Clan, Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder himself. The game draws inspiration from the iconic 1987 animated show, and if you're somehow worried that the developers don't understand the source material, jettison those doubts now. Both Datimu, as well, that's what I was seeing in chat, people were saying Datimu. Both Datimu and Tribute Games are staffed by old-school TMNT fans who, like many of us, were raised on the classic cartoon, collected, in, collected its multitude of toys, and spent way too much money playing the arcade games. From the game's character and art design to the remade version of that famous theme song performed by Faith No More's Mike Patton, Shredder's Revenge is designed to be the ultimate love letter to TMNT's glory years. Quote, we wanted to bring back a game for the fans of the of the 80, 87 animated series and also the old school arcade games of the 90s, says Tribute Games co-founder Jean-Francois Major. Quote, because we felt that people missed it and including us, because personally, I played those games a lot as a kid and I missed them a lot. So that was the idea that started it. End quote. To wrap up this conversation, I want to bring in a question from Jordan Vickers, who wrote in Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, uh, and says, I woke up to seeing a trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, a brand new game by Tribute Games and Datimu. It's a classic old school co-op brawler like the old Turtle games and even done with the old 80s cartoon aesthetic with an awesome new pixel style. It is not, however, a remake of any previous games at all. Which brings me to my question. Do you want to see more games done in this retro style but the game itself is brand new? Or keep keep seeing old remakes of games we already know like the DuckTales games a few years ago. I know I might be pandering to Greg on this on this but I'd love to see a real um uh, uh, the real Ghostbusters video game. And Janet, this kind of gets to the thing you were talking about a little bit earlier in terms of what you want to see from these types of games when you're bringing bringing them back. Uh and this kind of I think I think this kind of strikes the difference of like 
Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy versus Crash Bandicoot 4, right? Janet, for you, what is what do you prefer to see be- between those two approaches? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with what Barney Stinson said on How I Met Your Mother. New is always better. I always want to go with the newer thing, uh, even if it ends up being worse. Like, for me, I always feel like as much work goes into these remakes and as much as they can be really well done, you know, especially if you go outside of the beat-em-up genre, like RE2 remake is like amazing. And yes, yeah, some and some of those games are too old to like, for you to really feel like you're getting the experience that people got back when they played them. Um, and I think that refresh is valuable. However, I think it's still resting on the laurels of brilliant game design that was done before. Like I want to see what's out now. And that's why like for game of the year stuff, I never really pick a remake for it because I'm like, well, you're still resting on the laurels of previous game design. Like, I don't think that speaks to what like, you know, the year is. So for me, I always want new. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a time and place for all the options above, like all the options on the table, right? Like I love Final Fantasy VII Remake for what it is, right? It's like, it's a, it's a revisiting, a retelling of that same story. Uh, while also at the same time sprinkling a bit of a bit of freshness in there, I appreciated RE2 remake. You know, I thought that was a really cool thing, especially for me who kind of sk- skipped the RE games back in the day, being able to jump into that and re-experience that story through a modern lens. I think that's always a cool thing. But with that being the case, right, I like to see stuff like this. I like to see old ideas being being brought back in new ways. Uh, and so, yeah, this is the thing I'm actually very excited about because this does mean that for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. You know, like Greg always says the thing of old games old, right? Which isn't necessarily always disparaging old games. It's more so him talking about how, yeah, no, I, I just like to play the new and fresh thing. I think for me, there's always that thing tying old games back to their era where, you know, I can't speak as much for Turtles in Time because I didn't get obsessed with Turtles in Time in the way that so many people, you know, fell in love with that game. But I'm sure there's things, right, where if you picked up Turtles in Time, then drop, dropped it in 2021 with no mechanical changes, right? No gameplay changes. I'm sure there will be things here and there where people are like, okay, yeah, no, this is fun. This is a good this, uh, uh, nostalgic thing, but it's still being kind of held back by signs of the time, right? Whereas Shredder's Revenge kind of allows that uh, that game to kind of do its own thing and not necessarily have those same comparisons to the original version. People are still going to compare, but if you add in a brand new idea to Shredder's Revenge that makes it play well in 2021, that isn't a thing that's going to get picked apart by people because they're not doing a hundred percent remake of the original game. And so with those, be- with, 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 with those cases, I'm like, yeah, do something new, do something fresh. Cause that sounds very exciting. Speaking of very exciting story. Number two, animal crossing and build a bear are having a crossover. I'm going to pull from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. Have you ever wished you could cuddle a big stuffed animal animal of Tom Nook and then dress him up in a bunch of cute little outfits? Bill-A-Bear may be about to make that a reality. In a tweet today, Bill-A-Bear announced it had partnered with Nintendo for an Animal Crossing collection. Unfortunately, there are no further details at the moment as to which Animal Crossing characters will be turned into cute stuffed animals. Based on past promotions, it seems very possible we get at least one or two bears based uh, based on or inspired by main characters from the game, such as Tom Nook or Isabel, as well as a handful of outfits that can be worn by any bear. It's also possible that like other collections, this one or this is one that grows over time to include more and more characters. Jenna Garcia, I saw that you were excited about this on Twitter. Yes. Are you? I, oh, wow. You busted <laughs> out. I tabbed over. I tabbed back. All of a sudden, Yoshi's turned into Isabel. Yes. I'm what, excited. What, w- explain. Why are you excited? Okay. Um, I'm excited because uh, so many reasons. One, I love Animal Crossing. 
I have this 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 Isabel head that I got for Christmas. Um, I have the Switch, the Animal Crossing Switch, which was kind of bond to whim because Animal Crossing New Horizons was my first Animal Crossing game. Uh, and I love uh, plushies, cute garbage. Like my thing is like cute trash, right? We all have our things as gamers. Maybe you're buying those ugly collector's edition statues, like whatever, right? This is my thing, okay? <laughs> stuffed stuffed do, animals, cute things. Do you have? You know, plush toys of every game you're a fan of because it'd be awesome um, if like we just get to the next news story and all of a sudden Janet oh, me, busts um, out some Elden Ring plush I would love to have that be what I'm known for that'd be um, a great brand that's very solid it's part of I mean I do bring out like squish malls on my stream and stuff so I, I do appreciate like a good plush and I personally have really also just been, really loved all the different Nintendo collabs I'm wearing the Mario black milk jacket I got some of the uh, Animal Crossing black milk collab stuff I got some of the ColourPop Animal Crossing makeup even though as oh my you can God. Tell, I don't I don't actually wear makeup so why did I buy it I don't know I just needed it okay like and, these are, you, this you, is what I do you mentioned you you, bu- you like to bust uh, uh, your toys out on your stream where do you stream uh, I stream at twitch.tv backslash game on uh, I'll be streaming eight hours today for Mario Day. So come through for the fun. Uh, with my brother who is who introduced me to all those games. So it'll be fun. But uh, yeah, and I think Build-A-Bear makes pretty solid plushes too. I do think sometimes they're not like amazing. They're sort of stiff. Like if you've gotten Build-A-Bear, I haven't had a Build-A-Bear since I was like a really small child, but Build-A-Bear did do a Pokemon collab and like some of those were hit and miss, right? Like mm, Charizard looked a little bit off, right? Like, uh, I don't know, but like they, they had some cute things. And I think the Bulbasaur plush specifically was really well made. So I like this in terms of being someone who's a fan of plushies. And it is always cool when you can get something that is directly first party, like no shade to, you know, fan created stuff, but it's nice to be able to get that through like a collaboration and you can customize it. Like, I, I think it's an, a, such a smart collab and people have been asking for this for a long time like i saw some people call this out like months ago like this would be huge so the the, the main thing is how hard is it going to be to get these things when they drop uh you know and again what the line what the lineup is um i'd like to get at least like one of them it, even just for review purposes which sounds weirdly serious for let me animals, review your build-a-bear plush no yeah like i'm i'm serious I'm like build-a-bear at me like let me re- like i don't even need to keep them i'll send them back. like you know i just want to i want to see like, how know. well they're yeah i want to know how well they're made what the scale is you know if you can sit them up or not like usually they don't balance that well like i i want to know all those details you get to dress up your villagers i think it also fits the animal crossing theme really well because in animal crossing you can also like gift them sweaters or like put something up in the able sisters and they wear it so i think it's just such a smart collab that really feeds into the brand of what the game already is uh so yeah i'm excited awesome yeah i'm not i'm not an animal crossing person nor a builder bear person but when i saw this announcement i was like damn that's a really cool thing because i know people are gonna freak out about i was literally gonna be like can you put this in the show even if there's like more important stuff (laughs) like i need to talk about it so thank you for including it oh yeah of course i mean i moved it up to story number two it was it was gonna be in the last couple but when i saw that tweet i was like i'm moving it up you gotta talk about this earlier than later uh you said you mentioned that you're doing the Mario streams all day. Can you detail yes. that? Like, what how, is it all? Are you doing it 12 hours straight? What does that look like? It's going to be eight hours total. Um, it's going to start off with um, I have it pinned on my Twitter. If you go twitter.com backslash game um mm-hmm. it is building nintendo world and animal crossing new horizons for two hours it's something i'm working on i'm slowly building out like a mario kart area and like a store it looks very janky right now because nintendo doesn't give you a lot of stuff so like bowser is just like that monster statue it's very much bootleg nintendo world but i'm enjoying that then i'm doing 3d world with my brother from three to five super mario 64 from five to seven and mario maker 2 from seven to nine so oh if you guys God, have what levels, a great day you want us to play, please at me with your Mario Maker 2 levels because I'll preload them and then play them on stream if you are interested in that. But yeah, that's what the day looks like. I'm excited. I picked those in part because they're just fun games to 
play with another person. And also because I think they speak towards, uh, you know, my relationship with those games and my brother. Like, we played 3D World together. We played Mario Maker 1 together all the time. And 64 is where it all started. So uh, we'll be probably trading off stars and just kind of adventuring through and hanging out. Awesome. Again, twitch.tv slash GameHonest if you want to check that out. Switching gears to story number three. Don't expect Elden Ring news in March. This is from Francesco DeMeo at WCCF Tech. The highly anticipated Elden Ring reveal is not happening in March, but it seems like this won't be due to the leaked trailer. Speaking on Twitter, Lance McDonald, a well-known figure in the Souls community who developed the Bloodborne 60 FPS patch, revealed that the leaked trailer hasn't pushed back the reveal, as it was never meant to happen in March to begin with. It has been months since the Elden Ring announcement, and we still have to get a proper look at the game. Or yeah, we we still we still have yet to get a proper look at the game, according to well-known insider Omnipotent. The next game by by From Software will feature the same online multiplayer features, PvP, and class system seen in the Souls series. So don't hold your breath, everybody who's waiting for Elden Ring two. Probably by E three, I imagine we'll get that we'll get that news, but no time soon. Jana, are you an Elden Ring person? Do you play Souls? No, I don't play Souls, but uh, now I feel like I'm just plugging my Twitch. I did finally make a community goal for Channel Points to get me to play Demon Souls for the first time. So I'm going to try to transfer those Animal Crossing skills into Demon Souls and see how that goes. Um, so I'm, I have not, I'm sure uh, it translates. I, I think I feel like they're the same game. It's a lot of inventory management. Like, OK, I can. That's the same. It's the same thing. Um, but no, I have not played Souls games yet. Uh, that is a gap that I have held on to for a really long time because I am intimidated by their difficulty, even though I've played really hard games, but like not not like an action hard game. Uh, one thing that's interesting about this is, well, one, it, it, it's nice to try to maybe quiet down or or lower the Elden Ring fire. I think this is, at the risk of this being like too much of a hot take or too SEO buzzwordy, I think we are getting into cyberpunk territory with the amount of hype for this game. We have not seen really anything official from this game. We don't know anything about this game. All we know is that it's going to be good because why? Because you assume because someone made something good before or something else that you like that this will automatically be good. That is never a good assumption to make. And I feel that way even about games that I love. Like, I'm not going to assume that the next Mario game is going to be amazing. I mean, chances are, yeah. I mean, it'll probably be good. Like, I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if it was not good. But like, too often we get so excited and like build up these mashups in our heads and it just gets really, really wild really quickly. So I do hope that people... I can't imagine what it's like to be a fan of that and to see that. Like, I can't relate to that excitement. And I acknowledge that. So, like, I don't understand that level of excitement. However, don't assume that's going to be awesome. And just, you know, wait it out. I I think it might be a long time before this really goes to the whole cycle. There are games that we see all the time. And I think it's also a risk, right? We talked a lot about, um, or I know a lot of people were talking about Odd World being shown, like, a million times. And, like, why do we keep seeing this game at every event? There's also (laughs) fatigue. every PlayStation event. Yes, it's everywhere. I want to know what they have on PlayStation. They got yeah, some shit. Just, oh, Herman Holst like, is hey, like sh- quaking maybe, in his boots right now. And maybe when the odd someone drops have. out, they just like put drag and drop that in or something. Um, no, no shade to the odd world team. I'm sure that game will maybe be fine, right? I don't know though. I haven't played it, so mm. I do hope that people simmer down a bit with the Elden Ring stuff because it's it's getting like really intense really quickly, and it's based off nothing but previous things that have been done yeah that i think that's one of the scary things about building up a community of hardcore players that are very into what you do because i think you're you're exactly right in terms of the fact that we've not seen we're not officially seen gameplay for Elden ring right like we had we had the reveal trailer and then we had we've had some leaks here and there i remember when i was playing through bloodborne i messaged the homie tamor hussein who was one of the biggest souls fans that i know and i was like hey update me on Elden ring because i was starting i was i was getting into that place where i was like ooh. 
okay, I'm I'm starting I'm starting to actually dig this. Like I'm 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 feeling this. Like I kind of want more. And I I hit him up and I was like, hey, update me on Elden Ring because I want to know like you know, what what's it supposed to be? Why is everybody so hype? And Tamor hit me back and he was like, okay, so you know, remember that reveal trailer that we got at E3 or whenever it was revealed? And I was like, yeah, I remember that. And he was like, that's all. <laughs> that's all that we've gotten. And I was like, wait, you're caught up. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wait, I'm I'm caught up. Why why is there so much fervor for this game? And really, the fervor just comes from the fact that it's it's from software, and they've built such a community that is so hardcore about the games that they make. And so right now, there is this swell of hype that is built up, and everybody cannot wait for Elden Ring. And frankly, I'm one of those people now that I've beaten Bloodborne and I've beaten Sekiro. I'm one of those people now. Be, uh, uh, Calm down. Be, no, I I will not. No, I'm just kidding. I I'm one of those people now though because I'm in that place where after playing those two games, I was like, dude. These guys, it's not that they can't do no wrong, but they do very good right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the things I that mean, they've some, done right, they've done very do, right. do have the sauce. Like, we, you can't front and say that, like, we don't all think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be good, right? Like, oh, it, yeah. that's just the reality. But, like, I think that there's a difference between having faith in a studio and being excited for a new project and already it, being, like... Where's my masterpiece of a game? It's like, whoa. Yeah, being like being like the number down. being the the super fan of a thing that we've seen a one reveal trailer for. Yeah, feels like an a, 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 an overstep in terms of, hey, yeah. maybe let's, you know, chill a bit and, and wait till we see more of this stuff. I, def I, I definitely I know you all have that, other games but... you have to play, and I know you know what they are. They're sitting in your library right now and you're going to delete them to make space because the PS5 doesn't have good storage yet. Go play those games. Go play those games. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's it's kind of the curse of Hey, we've had this. We have this hardcore community that we built up, and they're they're happy to see what we do. But then also, if we disappoint them, oh, oh man, you don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very excited for Elden Ring, though. Hope we get it revealed soon. Looking forward to my future game of the year. Uh, story number four: <laughs> PS5 developers can now add Denuvo anti cheat to their games. This is from Jordan Alleman at IGN. Denuvo anti cheat has joined the PlayStation Five tools and middleware program, hoping to help developers. Uh, to fight cheaters on the platform. Revealed in a press release from Denuvo creator Erdetto, the company announced that game publishers and developers will be able to leverage this anti-cheat technology to, quote, bring cheating to an end on PS5. Quote, Denuvo, the leader in video games protection, offers its anti-cheat solution through this program to publishers and developers whose games are available on the PS5, the press release reads. Denuvo... Reasons that its tools will allow developers to protect their investment when, quote, approximately 70% of the revenue is earned in the first two weeks after the launch of a game, end quote. Many developers risk losing their player base if a game is overrun by cheaters. Erdetto said that Denuvo's technology allows developers to, quote, secure both online gameplay as well as securely reward offline progress and mentioned that it was already being used in a number of PlayStation 5 launch games. Denuvo has been controversial in the games community previously. Its software recently added added, and then later removed Denuvo anti-cheat from Doom Eternal following online backlash from players. This is one of those interesting ones because uh, I'm not a huge PC gamer and so I'm not necessarily had to worry about Denuvo, but I've always, I've, I've heard Denuvo anti-cheat thrown around here, here or there. Whenever I'm following it, it's usually in the vein of people not being happy that it's being included with their game uh and so it being added or it, it being welcomed onto uh, onto playstation as a middleware program that's available for developers to use i think is an interesting one because i'm of two minds with it right like one if it truly is, and this I, I, the speculation has been that it, it causes games to perform worse etc cetera, etc cetera. stuff that it seems 
stuff that seems kind of gray in terms of people actually coming out with proof and proving that it causes stuff to run worse and all that stuff. But if that truly that if that truly is true, right? Like you would hope that PlayStation as a company cracks down on it and makes sure makes sure that that's not the case on PlayStation. Uh, that's one part. And then the other mind the other mind I'm of with it uh, is the fact that hey, you know, if developers this very much seems to be to the choice of developers whether or not they want to use it. Right, and so if the option is there for developers, and they really feel like they got to use it to protect their multiplayer game or do whatever, then cool. I'm glad you have that choice, but I'm not too worried about this because it seems like develop de- developers can make that choice easily to be like, hey, this isn't a fit for us, or hey, we're making a single player game. There's no use for this, or hey, cheaters aren't as much of a problem on our game, and so we don't have to worry about it. I don't want PS5 in general. Cheaters aren't as big of an issue uh, in general as opposed to like PC. But Janet, do you yeah, have any like any takes home. on this one? PC is like a whole another thing. I'm also yeah. not really a PC person. Like, it's I just play random indies on there that I can't get anywhere else. That, that's all I'm doing on PC and like working, you know. Um, but yeah, I think one of the it, I would assume that one of the reasons that this wasn't like maybe available immediately was for sort of what you're talking about to avoid like technical hip- hiccups. Like, I'm sure this has been like, I'm sure they've explored those kind of things. It's not to say that it will like rule out seamlessly, but they probably were aware as they were integrating it on like how to avoid that or the potential of that being a problem. And like you said, since it's a developer's choice, like I don't have a problem with that though. Also, again, I'm not really a gamer who would be affected by that. I so rarely play multiplayer stuff, let alone stuff where I, I even am concerned about anything in terms of like scoring or cheating. So like, I'm definitely not the person that would even be concerned. So I'm not the best person to talk about it in that sense, but yeah, I think developer's choice, I support whatever, developers feel is right for their product their artwork their games so uh yeah you know hopefully it works out well if it's rolled out into games and that it doesn't create friction within any of those multiplayer communities because like you said there have been cases before but also it seems like developers are pretty flexible with working with their communities like i don't think anyone would inherently try to go against you know like an issue that a community is presenting like that's kind of where their job comes in right to like pick and choose what kind of complaints they like tend to or things they fix or stuff they even like backpedal or change so i'm not too worried about this but definitely something to keep an eye on like moving forward yeah i remember uh, i think we talked about the software situation when when that went down and i remember the case being that yeah they added it people did not like it they removed it they also said that hey you know we we, we don't tie performance issues in doom to denuvo that's another issue or whatever uh and so again like they kind of kept kept that a bit gray but it seems like this will be a process for uh, of developers communicating and, and doing the thing that they need to do as developers and as folks fostering a community is listening to their community if they add it and people are not feeling it uh and so hopefully we see developers work carefully with that one janet before i get to the last news story i want to tell you about our sponsor of course folks can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get the show ad free and speaking of ads this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by logitech Gaming headsets are important. You want a headset with a good mic, good sound, and a headset that feels comfortable to wear. That's what's best about the G733 wireless gaming headset from Logitech G. The G733 Lightspeed wireless gaming headset comes with a 2.4 gigahertz wireless connectivity, front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB, blue voice mic technology, Pro-G audio drivers, and multiple colorways to choose from. It also has total freedom with up to 20 meters wireless range with light speed with light speed wireless. Keep playing with 29 plus hours of battery life. Play wirelessly on PlayStation 4 with stereo sound. With front facing dual zone light sync RGB lighting, you can personalize your headset lighting across style and comfort. 
The reversible suspension headband is designed for ultimate comfort during long play sessions. Each G733 colorway has its own unique headband design. There's also soft dual layer memory foam that conforms to your head and contours around the jaw for a better seal. Reduce stress points and delivers longer lasting comfort. It's available in multiple colorways, each with its own vibrant reversible headband and corresponding ear pads. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com. Use code kinda funny daily free ship 38 for express shipping today. That's express shipping for all Logitech G products with promo code kinda funny daily free ship 38. Hurry now since the promo code expires in three days. This is like this has been one of my favorite ad reads to do because the promo code changes every week. And the 38 immediately reminded me of 1738. Shout out Fetty Wap. Next news story. Only a few people who are actually listening to this show in particular are probably going to get that one. Uh, next sponsor is HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips to, so you can enjoy cooking and get, get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. With 25 plus recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Kind of Funny loves HelloFresh. Joey uses it all the time. Kevin's on the HelloFresh train and even Greg has it. Kevin, you love HelloFresh, right? I absolutely adore it. I'm not taking a nap. I was awake. Uh huh. I believe. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're here. You're here. All right, dude. I got the. uh, We get the vegetarian HelloFresh because Paul is a vegetarian, and the the mushroom shepherd's pie was so good. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds good. If that sounds good to you, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash 12games and use code 12games. That's the number 12, uh, number one, number two games for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12games and use code 12games for 12 free meals, meals, including free shipping. America's number one meal kit. Janet, I got one more news story for you. It's a story that I'm, I'm very excited about. Uh, we got more Outer Worlds DLC incoming. Uh, this is directly from the Outer Worlds Twitter. They tweeted out this morning, The board is pleased to announce that your new job duties are almost ready. Uh, spacer. Stand by for more information arriving tomorrow regarding your upcoming assignments. Uh, this is, of course, teasing toward the murder on er- Eridanos uh, DLC. Uh, Janet, before I even get into it, are you, uh, do you, did you play Outer Worlds? Are you an Outer Worlds person? I only played a little bit of it. I need to go back and finish it. But I did you. like what I played. Yes, I know. I dared. I did dare. I ran out of time. Didn't finish that or Outer Wilds. So, gotta get. I didn't finish Outer Wilds too. I got so I I played Outer Wilds or I tried playing Outer Wilds so many times. And that was the that was the one where I was like, I want to get to the end of this game because everybody talks about how how this game blows your mind. But my mind doesn't work in the in in that way. The way that the game wants my mind to work with the navigation. Flying that spaceship was difficult, man. Um, but. Hey, Regarding Outer Worlds and its DLC, what's up, Kevin? I pressed the wrong button, and oh no, I'm what happened? To see if it's gonna cut or not. It looks like we're good. Never mind. Keep going. Everything's we're fine. good. Yep. Awesome. Your writing uh, in that game is really good. Oh yeah. Outer see, Outer Outer Worlds is uh one uh, the outer worlds dlc is one of the few dlcs that i've actually found myself getting into usually i'm not a dlc person i'm usually one and done and i'm out uh Same. and when the, the pearls on, so do i 
yeah, uh, the Perils on Gorgon <laughs> DLC came out uh, in uh, last fall, and I pl- I played it. I started it up just out of curiosity and ended up playing through the whole thing and loved it. Uh, and I can't wait for Murder on was it Eridanos because it, it, if it if it gives me the same caliber of DLC that was Peril on Gorgon, then I'm cool. I'm down for it. Outer Worlds is just one of those games and one of those worlds that I feel like you know it doesn't require the amount of investment as a hundred hour rpg right like you can kind of jump into that world and get a sense of the ongoings because it's a it's a shorter rpg and it doesn't have much backstory to it in terms of previous games and all that shit that you need to learn the lore of the lore is pretty much there if you want to explore it and get into that world and so when they add in when they added in peril on gorgon i jumped in and immediately i was like cool I know enough about this game's world. I don't. I don't need to refresh myself on all the events that happen in this game for me to go through it, enjoy it, and appreciate it as its own episodic content. Uh, and so, with that, I'm actually really excited for what this is going to be. But we're going to get that tomorrow. And Janet, tomorrow is so far away. If I wanted it was coming out to Mom Drop Shops today, where would I look? You'd look at the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Kevin, your voice is heavenly. Out today, we got only just one game, Star Star Renegades. uh, That's coming out on PS4. And then new dates for you, we got Accelerate. That's coming to Steam on March 30th. Accelerate. Kevin, can you look up Accelerate real quick? Spell G-G. That's what I'm getting. You're like an egg racing game? Okay, let's guess. You said you guessed an egg racing game. Yes. <laughs> I mean, See, that's a really good guess. guess and then you fight the bullets like a bullet hell dinner game. I have no idea what else an accelerate can be. I'm gonna say, or maybe you're like a well, no, it's accelerate. It's not accelerant because I'm like it could be like an egg arson game. All right, I'm gonna right, I'm gonna stop. say if okay, it's go gonna be fast paced. Wait, do you have it pulled up? Or are you about oh, to pull it up? To, I, I mean, you, you haven't guessed yet, so I don't think I can. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a shoot 'em up. It's a shoot 'em up where he plays an egg. You're super nice. wrong. Oh my god. Damn it. You're so wrong. Am I also super wrong? No, you're less closer. Wrong? Well, Janet had the only like plausible answer. Oh yeah. shit. So you're driving like through. That. You're basically driving on. It's uh, excited bike. Yeah, it's, it's excited bike. Excited bike. Yeah, it basically looks a little bit like Excite Bike. You have obstacles coming through to try and knock you off the course. And your whole goal is to keep the egg balanced on top of your car. That's actually a really I, awesome I idea. I feel like for I, game. I, I could fuck with this. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I could fuck with this too. Greg Miller, if you listen to this, I'm going to need a code for Accelerate. We're going to need two one for me, one for Kevin. He's it's either going to be really fun or not work out. It's one of the That's two. a really novel game, a novel idea for a game. I this week All I started right. playing this game called Kill It with Fire, which the uh. whole the whole uh, idea of that game is you're in a house that is infested with spiders, mm. and you you God. kill the spiders by any means necessary. I that's I also remember. part of Metro Exodus. Oh, that's a few people will get that if they played. That's <laughs> if a real they played good Metro Exodus. Don't we know the people that that made that game, the Kill It with Fire? Somebody wrote in about it. I don't know if we know the people, but somebody yeah. recommended it on a show earlier. That's on Switch, right? I'm playing I'm playing it on PlayStation. It probably is on Switch. But that's another one where playing it, I'm like, cool. This is a really novel idea. I'm probably going to play this for another couple of hours and put it down and never play it again. Oh. But I'm going to appreciate those couple of hours. You know? Andy worked with those the games. creator of it. Oh, is that what it is? That's what someone's saying in the chat. Andy knows the dev. A bunch of people are saying in the chat. All right. Like, you guys answered enough. All right? That's enough. Thank you, guys. We appreciate Wait, it. Wait, do we have time to know what Bite the Bullet is? 
We got time. We got plenty of time. Okay. So Fight I'm the Bullet is also coming to be, PS4 on March 19th. This is going to be, my guess is Bullet Hell Cooking. Ooh, okay. Bite the bullet. Guess. Are there two food games? Bite the bullet. Bite the bullet. I'm gonna go. <clears throat> I'm gonna PS4. go. PS4. Fuck. You have. You're giving really good answers because now I don't know what else it could be. I have another. You can take my. I have another answer as well. What's your other answer? I feel like it would just be about dying. So like you die over and over again, almost like a like a what's like the name of that game that everyone's like it's gonna be dope and almost like not a lot of people played it. Pedro. My name is Pedro. Like kind of like that Pedro. style. My friend is Pedro, right? My my friend Pedro. That, yes. <laughs> that was a great Someone's way to Pedro. start my friend Pedro. Because I was one of those it's like people. Polish. A lot of people said they'd play it and almost no one did. Yes. Yeah. Everyone lied. Hit it. Okay. T for hey, I played okay. my friend's Pedro. Or my friend Pedro. Okay. I just didn't love it. Monami Pedro. God damn it. I should have made my guess because this would have been my guess. Uh yeah. Fuck, this this game looks cool. For people listening to the audio version, it's a it's basically a a shoot 'em up, right? You're playing as, oh my god, he just drank some shit, and turned him green. It looks almost like a, a Contra or a um, yeah Metal Slug kind yeah, of game, yeah, that's what I pixel too. art, two D shooter. The music is a little a lot. I don't oh, know. he's crumping. <laughs> Yo, this look we got we got a good selection today for new dates. Holy shit! All right, that's enough. Thank yeah, this you, is Kevin. Definitely something I would up. I would the it's it's, a, it's like very like. Intense. I would legitimately play both those games. That was a good selection of games. I'm glad we looked them up. I'll see you on the egg street when my car is like balance my egg. <laughs> now would be time for reader mail. But we got we're we're shifting gears this episode. It's Mario Day, it's March 10th, which means it's time to celebrate. Uh I asked you guys on Twitter, hit me with some of your Mario memories. I want to read through some of them. Uh some of them, me and Janet can talk about them. Uh of course the homie Imran Khan wrote in and said, I remember making my mom drive me to Target in 1996 because I had heard that the N64 kiosk was set up. I played Mario 64 in pajama pants in a coat and could feel the ground shifting under my feet because of how revolutionary it felt. Video games did not feel like this before. I do you what do you have any like strong Mario 64 memories? You mentioned being uh, being excited. You mentioned being scared at some points in the game. Do you remember what those points were? Because I do have two specific moments where I was very scared playing Mario. Um, I, I was scared of um. Ooh, what's his name? Like he's not the Womp, but like the one that goes like this, and then he the wig, you know the Wiggler. Oh, no, the, the big uh, the, the big brick man. Yeah, the, the guy in the second level in the in the he's in not the, the Womp fortress. though. He's like the Womp's like like older goon brother. I don't know his name. Is if anyone knows his name. It's called Womp's Fortress, is, isn't it? The level? Oh, he's he's Womp, but he's not Thwomp, because Thwomps are the things that go with the spikes. Okay. So his name is Womp then, you know. People like, are saying Womp, womp is correct. Situation. People are saying okay. there's a Thwomp and then there's Womp. Yeah, so Womp Mario's was scary. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Womp was scary. Um, I was probably afraid of the eel, because who isn't? Um, but in general, boss battles always scared me as a kid. They even still stressed me out as an adult, even though I'm like 27 years old now and not like five. Um, but yeah, it was like an intense like test. I think some of the, um, and then other vivid memories, I think um, doing some of the harder platforming sections were challenging and they're still hard as an adult for some reason. Like in the, um, is it Cool Cool Mountain? I think is the name of the the snowy level. Yeah. Like having to do some of the intensive platforming, like in the bottom area where you're sort of doing a wall kick and like a slide and everything. Like those combos uh, stuck with me as well. Yeah, for me, uh, Cool Cool Mountain is a, is a good shout out. Shout out to Cool Cool Mountain. In terms of the levels that scared me, yeah, the the eel, it's definitely one. Um, the final fight with Bowser. I remember being a kid. I was probably like five or six years old. 
And I remember having to have my sisters play that final boss fight for me the first time because I was terrified. The way the organs came in, the 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 way that Bowser somehow looked more scary, even though it was the same Bowser, just with like different coloration. Um, and everything about that level terrified me. And so I, I was like scared of that as a kid. Um, that and then what was the other one? I think Dire Dire Docks might have also been scary for me. That was the 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 second water level where you have where you dive down directly and then have to come up through the submarine there's a black hole in that level that'll suck you up and then throw you at the front of the castle that shit terrified me for whatever reason i don't know <laughs> why specifically but that was very scary for me adam bankers here writes in and says playing mario kart 8 with my little brother and sister who at the time lived in montenegro besides being an incredible game it helped me stay in touch with my family and create incredible memories video games are magic Mario Kart is a great one because I think Mario Kart is a game that we all kind of played and and you know it, it was always that it was always that fun communal experience that you had no matter what Mario Kart game it was. So shout out to yeah. Mario Kart. Mario Kart's dope. I'm hoping for another one. That's DLC I always will buy. Mario Kart more tracks. I doubt we'll get it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll get anything. I don't expect to ever get anything as a Nintendo fan. I just sit here and I'm sad in my shirt. Uh, for some reason, I. If, if Nintendo announced a new Mario Kart at any moment, or even more Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC, I would be shocked. I don't know why, but it just doesn't feel right to me. I feel like it won't be until the Switch 2 launch that we'll get a next Mario Kart. Yeah, that's probably I don't have any, true. like, reasonable reasoning for that. I just feel it in my gut. My Mario. Who do you gut. mean in Mario Kart? In Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I run with uh, Tanuki Mario. Okay, well, that was fun. I'm a, okay. I'm I'm pretty basic when it comes to the Mario spinoff games. Like usually, I'll I'll main Mario because he, he's usually the well-rounded character. And so in Mario Tennis, I'm rocking Mario. Um, Mario 64, I did Bowser. That was the one where I was like, "Fuck it, man! I'm going for strength mm. over anything else." Okay, nice. Uh, scrolling through, let's see here. Let me pull one or two more. There's a lot of submissions here. Jim Jim Tasty says Mario's unwavering commitment to doing what's right no matter what. I especially think of the final battle in in the original Paper Mario. He never gives up. It's someone like that. We don't talk enough about Mario, Mario's personality. Were you ever a Paper Mario person? No, I wasn't. Were you? Paper Mario on the N64 was one that I really loved. I remember playing that game multiple times back in the day and being obsessed with it because that was the first Mario game that I played that added a lot of character the actual characters in the mario world yeah like mario definitely doesn't get as much personality shine as like luigi does though i feel like in more recent games they've added like a little bit of extra stuff and it is always fun to see mario's personality come through because it is so rare and like he's so often just this like we're all mario right like it's just kind of like he's just this innocuous character that you just sort of play as but uh every now and then his personality has come through I, how would you characterize his personality i feel like he's he's a little bit snippy sometimes like he has a little bit of sass to him not nearly as much as luigi but sometimes he has like a a bit of like lighthearted grumpiness almost see i've always hmm. like who is this, this a, man it, right yeah no it really is like who, who the fuck is mario i i i wouldn't be surprised if we get the reveal someday that mario is a is a dumbass He's, he just doesn't know shit. There's like nothing going on up there. Cause like what I feel like Mario is always brute force when it comes down to it. He's jumping, he's he's fighting Bowser. But I he's saved the same princess 15 times in a row. And at a certain point, it's like, bro. Also, Mario Peach, her be. are they dating? Like definitely not. I say no, right? They're not no. oh, also before the show ends, can I just show y'all the back of my jacket really quick? Cause it looks dope. Go for it. Okay, cool. She's turning around. Her back, back of her jacket is Super Mario 85 with a fun Mario design. Damn, that's sick. 
Right? That's okay, awesome. right? Yeah. Like, no one ever sees the back of it because like I, I'm quarantined. You only see this part of my existence. But yes, that that is my contribution to today. You're welcome. Society. I'm going to pull one more right in. It's from the homie Steve Saylor, friend of the show. Uh, Steve says, my favorite Mario memory was when my mom first bought the NES as a kid. We had no idea Mario came with the system. So my mom, my brother, and I would pass the controller back and forth to try and beat it. I remember staying up late at night and watching my mom beat the game. It was the best. So yes, my mom beat Mario before my my brother and I did. However, even though I had trouble playing it, it was so fun watching her beat that last level. I still say I still say my mom uh, would be a gamer today, but she found Monopoly on NES, and that's the only game she'll ever play. That's awesome. Janet, people can write in thekindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where they write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. Are you ready to see what we got wrong? Yes. People are writing in a lot about the pronunciation of Datimu. So I appreciate oh, did that. They, did anyone, was there an actual answer or did everyone give their own separate answer? It seems like everybody is agreed on dot, dot, emu, dot, <laughs> dot, emu is this is like the separated pronunciation people give dot, emu, dot, emu, dot, emu. Right. That's not too bad. That happens. Uh, somebody asked me about the Game Boy game that I played that was TMNT. They said, is it TM, was it TMNT Fall of the Foot Clan? Here, I can give a quick Google search. TMNT Fall. Yeah, go for it. It's so hard to remember those like childhood games where it's like, I have no idea because I barely even picked it out. And it was one yeah. of four games I owned. Uh, looking at a gameplay of Fall of the Foot Clan. Oh, yes, it was definitely. Yes, this is the one. Nice. This is definitely the one. I can I recognize that life bar anywhere. Yeah, that was the one I played a whole lot of when I was a kid. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. This is a you're right, so we can skip that. Sweet. Not, not too bad so far. I, I can live with that. Turtle, Turtle Colonel uh, gives us one that we kind of already corrected. Andy worked with the creator of the game, uh, Kill It With Fire. And then this is Miss News. Uh, Astro's Playroom is getting an official soundtrack release this Friday. Uh, and it, it does have the GPU song that went viral. So if you love yeah. that Astrobot... That Astro's Playroom soundtrack, boom, good news for you. Well, awesome. Janet Garcia, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a fun kind of funny games daily. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is our first time making content just like the two of us. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Like, we've not gotten the chance to actually host this show one-on-one. -on -one, and that's this, it was a thing I was very excited to do. Because I forget where you mentioned it before. But, like, uh, I remember a while ago we were talking about how, like, we feel like we're the like the new wave of folks coming yes, into we're the same media. like i'm not all i'm not also future class but we're the same like class of like yeah we came around of around content the same time. creation yeah we're like near the same age we had like a lot of the same background like came up in a lot of the same ways so yes we're the new wave once we're a little bit older and some other people like you know like vanish off or whatever or do whatever old people do we can finally have like old games just be like the n64 and not like oh my god something right? super old we can finally whatever stop i'm like yeah I didn't, I, I didn't play the atari 2600 and people are well, like well how young like, is this kid i remember someone, getting the n64 i was born in 94 with my roommates in college and i'm like i was four couldn't read yet but games are fun you know yeah um yeah Can't wait for so it. soon soon other people will be the young people and we'll feel old. Yeah. I can't wait. Well, I'm excited. Here's the thing. We're going to get to the point where people are going to be like, yeah, my first console was the PS3. And that's when me and you are going to be like, what the fuck? You know, Who's I did have that kid? wave. I had like a, like, I was in a GameStop the other day. Like, yes, I still got a GameStop. I was in the GameStop get, trying to get, 
a memory card for my Vita. I got a Vita for Christmas. I don't know if I mentioned that. But mm. I, uh, someone was like, oh, do you guys still take PS3s? And they said no. And I was like, you know, just a single gray strand appeared right at that moment. Dude, the thing that got me a few weeks ago was people were, taught, were posting the anniversaries of a bunch of different consoles. And somebody posted that the Nintendo Wii came out 15 years ago. And that was the one that blew me away. Because for some reason, I still see Nintendo Wii as a newish console. Like, that shit yeah. still feels like future tech to me. And that was the one where I was like, fuck, 15 years? For the Wii how? Uh, that was the first one that made me feel like I was getting anywhere near old. But again, yeah. Janet, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, where can people find your content if they want to check you out? Uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet under the handle Game Onesis. I'm on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Patreon, like Twitter, everywhere under Game Onesis. Uh, the main thing I do right now is I do a lot of variety streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Game Onesis. But I also am still doing like reviews and, and more like, I guess, traditional content in that sense on YouTube uh, and on my website. So I am working through all of that. Uh, come through for Mario Day. I'm going to be streaming from one to nine. Um, I'll do Animal Crossing at first. And after that, it'll be me and my brother. So uh, I think that's always fun to kind of, you know, he brings out like a different side of me. I think we have really good chemistry because obviously we grew up together where you have a really good relationship. Um, and also it's kind of fun to, you know, you want to know anything about who I was before I became who I am now uh, ask my brother he has all the, the fun facts and stories uh but yeah it's gonna be a good time come through awesome uh this week's host for kind of funny games daily of course we have two days left in the week uh, after this and so Thursday tomorrow is gonna be Tim into more Hussein and then Friday it's gonna be Greg and Alex O'Neill if you're watching this live right now on Twitch after this is Mike and Greg playing some more Star Wars the Old Republic of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily mario